SAFM 104-107 Nationwide. All right, and we have Kevin Lings back on the line, and this is on ratings agency SNP, um, giving South Africa or maintaining South Africa's positive outlook. Kevin, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. What should we make of this? Hi, Aldrin. I think it's um, generally still a positive statement, the fact that they have kept South Africa on a positive outlook, which says that they do expect things will improve. They don't give a time frame in which uh, that improvement is likely to happen. But they are suggesting that government, certainly government finances, is on a better path. Uh, Obviously, government has to now ensure that they deliver on the framework that they presented at the time of the October medium-term budget. And there are quite a few challenges when you think about it, right? There's, we've got uh, the public sector wage dispute that hasn't been resolved and is clearly leading to strike activity. And obviously, if government gives in and, and increases salary significantly, that will be marked down in terms of the credit rating. We've got outstanding issues in terms of social payments and whether or not they're going to be made permanent or whether there will be a basic income grant introduced. That has risk in terms of credit ratings. We've got the the debt from Eskom that government has indicated they're going to take on board, which is very substantial. And obviously, that'll change the framework for government's debt profile, and that would be bad for credit ratings. So there are a number of things the rating agencies are looking at and judging how government manages that. But they're saying on balance, um, it's looking a bit better than it did a couple of years ago. Do rating agencies take into consideration a risk to uh, political risk this is as well, considering the high um, unemployment rate of the country or even um, social unrest? Very much so. So that there are different components that they look at. Obviously, a lot of what we talk about on credit ratings relates to the direct credit risk. In other words, how much debt does government have? What's their tax revenue collection? Are they able to service the debt? So that takes up a significant amount of the analysis. But the rating agencies look much broader than that because pretty much anything that's going on within the economy can feed back into government finances. So things like how fast is the economy growing, that's critical what's happening to income um, inequality, wealth inequality, that talks to social stability, any sign of social unrest, social protest, service delivery protests, all of those are looked at very carefully. So if you go back to when we had um, the looting and unrest in KwaZulu-Natal, that was definitely taken into account. So the high unemployment uh, rate in South Africa is very much a key risk that government's aware of it. And then how other institutions behave, what's happening generally with the levels of education and levels of crime and violence, all of those things. So it's a very broad range and all of these factors are looked at and then scored. And the scoring process they use is pretty much what they see elsewhere in the world. So the reference point becomes how other countries around the world are managing themselves. And then effectively, you are regarded as being a a bigger risk or less of a risk than a range of other countries that the credit rating agency looks at. 
So are credit agencies able to almost insulate themselves from political decisions that would be taken? Let's make an example. The ANC heads into its elective conference now in December. Um, and I remember with the re-election, well, not the re-election, but it was the election of um, Ramaphosa in 2017, um, SNP actually issued a statement where they said the new leadership could bring confidence and faster implementation of key reforms already undertaken. That's right. So they they look at um, certainly the political leadership and what the intention is of that political leadership, and then they would very closely follow what policies are being implemented. Are they leading to better stability, better growth, more social cohesion, or not? And and obviously they they use that to then judge that particular score. It doesn't mean that if your political environment becomes a little bit unstable, that immediately you're going to have a credit rating downgrade because there may be other factors that are offsetting that. For example, government debt may be in much better shape or you're collecting a lot more tax revenue or you've got better economic growth. So it's all of these factors taken into account on a balanced scorecard and then that gives an assessment of where the overall risk uh, rests. So there's no there's no real facet that is that is simply ignored. It's all it's all looked at and it's all assessed. I think though each credit rating agency that does have a bias towards one one or two aspects a little bit more. So some of the rating agencies focus quite a lot more on the social dynamics within an economy and things like high unemployment and social inequality or income inequality. Other other agencies will focus very much on the state of government finances and government debt and whether they can service the debt and the other factors become less important. So they, they have their own weightings and their own biases within those weightings. And when it comes to standard and poor's, they tend to, on average, uh, be harsher than other rating agencies. They tend to mark countries down a little bit more easily. We've always had a, a worse credit rating, if you like, from Standard & Poor's versus Moody's. And that's got to do with just how they apply their own particular weights to the, the risks that they see out there. And, and clearly, from Standard & Poor's perspective, what would help us to get a credit rating upgrade is government finances delivers what they promise. And what they promised is an improving fiscal position, lower debt levels, improving tax collection, and better use of government, more appropriate use of government revenue, things like infrastructure spend and less focus on consumption. So if those factors then are delivered, you get marked up. What the rating agencies don't do is they don't give you a better score just based on your stated intention. They need to see evidence that you're implementing those changes, mm. especially when you've got a rating that has gone down dramatically. They tend to, it takes a lot more to convince them on a ratings upgrade than it does on a ratings downgrade. downgrade. Yeah. And a final one is then on the integrity of these rating agencies themselves. We remember what happened back in 2006, 2007. And if you watch the movie, The Big Shot, for instance, speaks about um, the collusion amongst the rating agencies as well. And then on the other part, you have, um, and some people may not know this, that you actually have to pay rating agencies to come, yes. and, to come and assess you. And we know the concern that has been 
been raised even with the auditors, for instance, that you have an auditing firm that you need to pay to come and audit you. And the risks there are also, with the audit, be as honest um, as it could be because they fear that you might not sign them up again for a renewal of their contract because there is money involved here. That's right. So, it's, so it becomes a little bit complex, but in essence, that's exactly right. There is a risk that because South Africa, the South African government essentially pays Standard & Poor's, pays Moody's, pays Fitch to give the government a credit rating, there is a natural bias there, right? And obviously, the rating agencies may be concerned um, of that bias themselves. And obviously, people looking at that credit rating could ask questions like, is this a fair assessment? Is the rating agency being too lenient on this government simply because the government is actually paying for the rating? Where the rating agencies have to be very careful is that they've got a huge customer base and a lot of people rely on these credit ratings. And if over time these people assess that the credit ratings are not helpful, that the credit ratings are misleading, they, they're not telling you what's really going on in a country or a company, then obviously those ratings lose credibility. And it is something the rating agencies are aware of. So I think on the whole, they certainly try their best. The problem is they get it wrong a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. They, And by that, I mean, there are many examples where the credit, where the rating agency only adjusts their credit rating after it's very apparent that a company or a country is in difficulty. In other words, how are they, are they able to forecast? Are they able to predict tough times ahead? And that's been the criticism that they don't necessarily have that type of insight and they are reliant as everybody else is on the information that is disclosed by the government or disclosed by the company. And if the government wants to mislead, there was a time many years ago where Greece was purposely misleading uh, the European Union on the state of its finances. It's very difficult for the rating agencies to then represent an accurate credit rating because the government you're rating is giving you false information. So there is that risk all the time. And, 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 and for that reason, there is a degree of skepticism around credit rating agencies. And people use them together with other assessment tools. They don't re rely entirely on it. A lot of people like to visit the country themselves. They like to meet with government officials themselves. They like to do a bit of their own analysis and not simply take for granted what the credit rating agencies say. Kevin, thank you so much for that enlightening conversation. Kevin Links is Chief Economist at Standup. So if you want to go back and listen to this conversation that we've had with Kevin, um, you can find the podcast on our website and just listen into exactly what it is that rating agencies do, some of the things that they take into consideration. But also let's not forget that rating agencies are also paid. So as Kevin has said, that there is that... Um, the bias, that inherent bias that would be there, and how to ensure that you actually try and mitigate the risk. 0614-104-107. Your tweets at Aldrin St. Pierre, and our studio line is 086 000